Bitcoin. Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, my brother Alex. Alex, how you doing? What's up, man? <laughs> I'm trying to wake up here. Yeah, I can see that. You look kind of sleepy. Half asleep. I'm half asleep. I'm half asleep. So we'll see. That's what happens when you take a nap. Pet me up. That's that's what happens when you take a nap in the middle of the afternoon. I can't do it. Like I can take a nap in the afternoon, but I have to have like nothing going on the rest of the day. You know what I mean? If I have other stuff going on, like if I got to take my son somewhere or whatever, I can't nap because I get like that. I get groggy for the day. Uh, I think naps in the afternoon are needed and they're great. I like them. (laughs) The only problem is if you have to wake up early the next morning to go to work, then, you know, you're going to sleep real late, but. Does it, eh. it, does taking a nap mess up with your sleep schedule? Like for me, I can take a five minute nap or I can take a three hour nap in the middle of the day and I'm still going to bed at 11 o'clock and I'm still getting up at five o'clock and it doesn't mess with my sleep at all. Does it mess with you? I I just can't go to sleep at night. No, I can't go to sleep at night. I'll be looking at the ceiling for like two hours at least before I actually fall asleep. Well, <clears throat> I tell you what, bro, you don't need to do that because the Olympics are on. So you could watch, and they've got it on like four different channels. So you can watch the Olympics all night long. Now, are they showing it or is it on the stupid Peacock app or whatever the hell you want to call no, no, it? It's on all the NBC channels. So it's on like oh. CNBC, MSNBC, USA, and NBC. Oh, Okay. I'm sure you can get even more yeah. stuff on Peacock. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's all I've been hearing about. Yeah, I haven't watched a minute of the Olympics. <laughs> how could you not how could you call yourself a sports fan and not watch the Olympics? It's like a because I'm like a sports I'm a I'm a sports fan during the day, not at like three o'clock in the morning. So the Olympics are the Olympics are like, I mean, I feel like I feel like a crack whore with $50 in my pocket walking down Skid Row during the Olympics. <laughs> I feel like a kid with $5 standing at the window of an ice cream truck at the Olympics. I mean, this is great. It's absolutely awesome. I feel like a fat man at a buffet. It's awesome. Yeah, If, if they were a little earlier, maybe. <clears throat> I mean, middle of the night, nah. I was up till... I never- I was up until like two in the morning last night because I couldn't sleep and I was watching the Olympics. Yeah, I, I the Olympics is just something that I can't really, I just can't get into it. It it's like I can't get into it. I don't. I, I, even if they were here in the U.S., I just I just can't. I can't. I don't know something about it. I struggle sitting through hours of the Olympics. I can sit through like a 20 inning baseball game, major league baseball yeah. game, but I can't sit through, you know, whatever these events they have on in the Olympics. <clears throat> you know what I find funny about the Olympics is <clears throat> and it seems like it's getting worse, right? They just keep making up sports to add to the Olympics, right? So they've got basketball and now they've added 3 on 3 basketball. So I'm guessing at the next Olympics, we'll have like a free throw shooting contest. And then at the next Olympics after that, we'll have horse or pig, right? Some people play pig, some people play horse. Yeah. Like it's, and it all to me, it all started with swimming, right? Because they've got all these different strokes, right? The, the freestyle is just swim as fast as you can. But then they've got the breaststroke and the butterfly and the backstroke. It's like, Swim really fast, but not as fast as you can. You got to swim like this. (laughs) Track and field is going to start doing that. They're going to have races backwards. They're going to have skipping. (laughs) Like it's just like how many more varieties can we do? Like they they added, you know, they brought back baseball and softball. Why are they not? Why are they not having a home run derby? You know, I mean, yeah, seriously. If you or a slam three, dunk contest. A slam dunk, right? Basketball could add in the slam dunk contest. In hockey, right? You take that all-star weekend, do the skills competition. 
or they can do like a like a football. Remember for like um, what was it for the uh, for the Pro Bowl? They have these. Uh, yeah, the, the you know, whole, they got to throw the football against the, the bullseye or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. If, if they put football, that's how they, actually that's a good way to introduce football into the Olympics. Right. Because they don't introduce football into the Olympics because all oh, the head injuries, blah, blah, blah. Right? right. But if you just take like a skills competition with yeah. football, a field goal kicking contest. Exactly. Have all the field goal kickers out there, but not the professionals, just the amateurs, until other countries start beating us. And then we send our NFL guys, <laughs> fuck them up. All of a sudden, 60-yard <laughs> bombs and stuff. I love the Olympics, personally. I, I absolutely love it. Because, I it, again, it's just one sport after another. Volleyball did the same yeah. thing, right? Volleyball had traditional volleyball. Six on six. And then they said, oh, but wait, we had beach volleyball. <laughs> Two people. Now, 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 women, now, women's beach volleyball, that may be something I can get into, right? I mean, you know. I mean. More than just for the volleyball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. I don't understand why those chicks don't just play naked. I mean. Might as well, right? Those, those bottoms are not, I mean. I've got socks that are bigger than those bottoms. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Those things are tiny, tiny. Yeah, because if they had gr- if they had granny panties, nobody would watch it. I wouldn't. <laughs> well, but we've already established you wouldn't watch the Olympics. True. <laughs> Same like weightlifting, right? They've got you know, the snatch. The snatch, the snatch and clean, the clean and jerk, and they've got all these different ways of lifting weights. It's like, look, what's the heavy? What's the what's the most weight you can get off the ground? You know what I mean? I'm surprised yeah. they haven't started putting in like world strongman competitions in there, right? They've got the decathlon and track and field. It's ten events. Why don't they do the same thing for like weightlifting and do a strongman competition? See guys pulling. What? Uh, what? <laughs> Uh, what what sport have you uh? What stood out for the, the from the Olympics to you so far? Uh, so far, unfortunately, it's you know, the the big story is Simone Biles, right? Yeah. She pulled out of the team competition. She's now pulled out of the all around individual competition. Right. And I mean, that that's the biggest story for us here in America. Right. Uh, the, the NBA, the, the, the basketball team's not doing as well. So it's another story, but it's a it's it's not complete yet. Whereas the Simone Biles story, I think it's pretty much done. And it happened in such a weird way. Right. Um, so for people that don't know, they did the team competition. The team consists of four four gymnasts on each, from each country. And they go through all of the different apparatus, right? The, the, the vault, the balance beam, the floor exercise, and the uneven bars. Uh, there may be more. I don't know. And um, the U.S.'s first rotation was on the vault. She did a terrible vault. And we were behind like 1.2 points behind the Russians. Or not the Russians, the ROC, the Russian Olympic uh-huh. Committee or whatever it's called. And she said, hey, I don't have it. I'm out. Let someone else do the other events. And, you know, she cited some mental health and and whatnot. And I respect that that what they do is difficult. I respect that mentally it is draining, right? It is, it's, it's tough to compete at an extremely high level. But I think we're conflating some issues here. Like, like we're calling it mental health. And to me, if you're having a bad day and you quit, that's not mental health. That's just, you were having a bad day and you quit, you know, let's call it what it is, you know, and people are saying, Oh, she was brave for, you know, doing something for herself or whatever. I mean, was she really brave? Because what I got is she put her team in a 1.2 hole, which 1.2 points in gymnastics is a ton, right? Because everything's like mm-hmm. down to the 10th of a point, 100th of a point. Right. So 
to me, it's not brave to put your team in a hole and go, eh, I quit. What did we do to, like, think about this. What did we do to Scottie Pippen back in the 80s or whatever when he set out because he had a migraine? We crucified that guy. Like, that guy is routinely not talked about as one of the greatest players ever, partially because we think he's soft because he sat out a game with a migraine because he didn't go in for the last play of a game because it wasn't designed for him. You know, like he, he quit on his team. And to me, while I respect her decision, she did what was best for her. And I respect that. I don't have a problem with it. I do have a problem with calling her brave and she's getting a lot of praise. I don't think she should get a lot of praise. I don't think she should get a lot of criticism. Look, she made a decision to quit. Okay. I don't see, I, I just don't see the, I don't see the bravery, right? Like that's the part that strikes me as weird. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I mean, I can see where you're coming from, but it's hard for me to, I mean, if she says it's mental health, I mean, who knows what she's going through? Like, I don't know what she's going through the whole time. Maybe she has something going on back home. I don't know. Uh, so I can't really, I can't really, I mean, if that's what she says is the reason, then that's the reason. Scotty Pippen just quit on his team. He didn't have mental health. He quit on his team because he wasn't getting the last shot. <laughs> he, You know, the last play wasn't designed yeah. for him. He yeah. quit. He didn't have any issues. We, right, we but, know that for sure. Right. Well, but hold on, Alex. Don't you think that we throw around mental health now? Like mental health wasn't a term or an issue that was used with frequency in sports in 19, you know, 1986 or whatever, what, 87 or whatever it was that Scottie Pippen pulled himself out of a game. No, that was in 95. That okay. was in 95. Well, even in 95, we didn't, mental health wasn't a it wasn't a term, right? We didn't use that. Like no one talked about mental health with athletes in 1995. That that's a that's a recent last 5 years type of thing. And while I I agree with you, she could have something else going on, but all I can go by is what she said in the press conference. And all she said in the press conference is it's stressful, it's different. Uh, the wait between warmups and the actual competition was a little bit longer than usual. It was five and a half hours instead of the normal three or four hours. Uh, you know, they did their walkthrough, I guess, earlier. Um, there's no fans. And it's like, to me, those are like, look, if, if you have an issue, right, you got a sick family member or something, I get it. But from what she told us, it was just, it was just the stress of competing. It's like, that's what you do, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know if you remember this, but Pete Sampras, Pete Sampras was playing in a tournament. Um, and I don't think it was a, it may have been a major tournament. I don't know if it was or not. I don't know if it was one of the big Grand Slam tournaments or if it was just a, a regular tennis tournament. And his coach or one of his old coaches or someone, someone that had been close to him had passed away. Like I want to say it was like a week or two weeks earlier. And he was playing in the tennis match. He was in the middle of the tennis match. Right. And something happened that really, really reminded him of his coach. And for, I don't know, for 30 seconds, he, he was, he was inconsolable. I mean, he put his hands on his knees and bent over and was crying. I mean, he was he was so emotional. And you know what he did? He cried. Back then, they didn't have like a, a serve clock or a shot clock mm-hmm. in tennis. So he, he took like a, a full minute and, and the, the umpire was like, it's his serve. I, all I can do is tell him to hurry up. But I mean, ultimately, there was no punishment, right? And so everyone sat there and watched him. He cried, and and at some point, he grabbed his sleeve and wiped away his tears and kept serving and played tennis and won the match. Like, that was a mental health issue at that at that moment, right? We didn't call it mental health back right. then, but it was a mental health issue. He 
he was overcome with emotion thinking about his deceased coach. And, you know, he just played through it. So, you know, like, well, some people, some people handle, handle it a little differently, you know, I mean, some, some people handle it a little differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, again, my problem with it is the praise for her bravery. Like, think about it, Alex. What will we have done to Tom Brady if Tom Brady in the first quarter of the Super Bowl, when they're down three, nothing goes, I don't have it today, guys. Put the backup in. I'm done. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't think that'll ever happen. (laughs) Tom Brady will go out there with in the wheelchair. But can you imagine? Play quarterback. Can you imagine? I can't. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, to be fair, right? If if Tom Brady did that, 20 years later, we wouldn't even remember who won the Super Bowl. All we would remember about that Super Bowl is that Tom Brady quit. Or LeBron James, right? LeBron James is like game seven of the NBA Finals against the Warriors. You know, he gets two quick fouls. Like, I I can't. Mental, I can't. I I don't have it. Hey. Get J.R. Smith to go out there. <laughs> Let's see if J.R. Smith gonna fuck can up the this. game anyway. Yeah. Let's see if J.R. Smith can can handle this because I can't. I just we would never we would never say about any athlete in the four major sports, regardless of the situation, we would never call them brave. Never. I can't think of one player in hockey, basketball, football, baseball, that bows out in the postseason, let's just say, because of mental health issues, because of mental health issues, because of the stress, we would never call them brave. We would never call them brave. We would crucify them to the nth degree. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right in that point. Uh, But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Look, if if someone says mental health, I'm not, hey, whatever they're going through, man, whether if they really are or aren't, I don't know. So I, I'm i not going to sit here and say yeah. she's fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, oh, no, because no, no. again, people are built. No, but again, people are built differently. And, you know, she, you know, you you mentioned you mentioned athletes and and they're males and they're just it's a little it's different i think like i think they have a different mentality you know than maybe some females might so i think that's why she might get a pass here right or be you know called brave in doing so so i mean but do you, do you, let me ask you at least you, at least at least at least she bowed out from the individual like she's not participating at all no more, right? Well, there's still the apparatus one, which I think she, if she doesn't, I think it, I think she could. I don't know how that works because there's yeah. three competitions, right? There's the team competition, there's the individual competition, and then they do competitions for each apparatus. So that, mm-hmm. there's a third competition, right, to see who the okay. champion vaulter is um i don't think she's out of that but i don't know how you qualify for that if you did not participate in the team and um all-around individual so maybe maybe by bowing out of those two she can't be in an apparatus one because she has no no qualifying score let's say yeah so i don't know but yeah i mean i i wonder like give me your opinion do you think she's getting a pass because she's female, because she's a legend, or because she's a gymnast? Like, they look so small. They look so uh, not not immature. They look so young. Like, I don't know how old Simone Biles is, but she looks 15 to me. And they all look 15. Like, none of them look like they're 25. You know what I mean? Or 30. So... Why, which one of those three you think is the main reason why we're not we're not tearing her apart? Well, I just I had to look up her age and she's she's 24. She's actually 
born two days after me. Um, but her birthday. But now, I mean, I think. Let me tell you something, Alex. She ain't born two uh, days. She ain't born two days after you. Well, yeah. Well, you know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> She's born decades after you. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make myself younger here. Yeah, I see you working. I see you working. But yeah, I, I think her being a female has some, definitely something to do with it. And I mean, she's, I mean, her age also, right? I mean, I don't know, man. It's its a very touchy subject. And the, you know, I think being a female definitely uh, has a lot to do with it. You think so? Because, I, I mean, imagine imagine if she were to get ripped like a LeBron James or a Tom Brady. Right. I mean. Oh, wait. wait, I mean, wait social wait. media would be going crazy. Wait, wait. Here's the fourth reason why maybe she's not getting ripped. Money. Right? She's not a multimillionaire like LeBron James. I mean, right. she's probably she's probably doing okay because she is such a legend. But she's not, you know. She's not making the Forbes list like LeBron. So that could be another reason, right? Right. Yeah. I, no, I, I absolutely could play a part. I personally think she's getting a pass because she's a legend, right? Like, I think she's getting a pass because she's done it before. Um, she's, you know, she is, regardless of what happens here in Tokyo, she is the greatest female gymnast our country has ever seen. In fact, she is the greatest gymnast our country has ever seen. I can't think of a male gymnast that is, has more accomplishments than she does in terms of world championships and Olympic medals. I mean, she's just, she's the best. She's, and she may be the best of all time. Um, But I'm saying, I'm trying to keep it here in America because that's the media that I consume. And I think that's why she's getting a pass. I think if she was, you know, really good, but had never won a gold before, had never won world championships, I think we might not give her a pass. Um, I just don't, like, I'm okay with the fact that she bowed out. I wish she'd have bowed out before the first event, right? Because then someone else could, you know, maybe then we'd only be behind by 0.4 instead of 1.2 or whatever. Um, because she, she really, her vault right. was... Like she was supposed to do a Yurachenko 3.5. And then at the last second, she decided to she decided to go back to a 2.5. But then when she did it, she actually only did a 1.5. So it's like, you know, she did a, a flip that basically you and I could do. Well, maybe not you and I, but you know what I mean. Um just me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, see, maybe she had something going on and she couldn't perform, you know. Yeah, she was stressed. Up to up to her standards. Yeah, she was stressed. What, you know. Well, I mean, maybe I mean, I don't know. I mean, look, I mean, some people perform don't perform as well, right? You in go to certain situations. You go to work one day and there's not a lot of people in the office because of COVID, you're like, boss, I'm out. Get, put someone else in. I can't do it. There's no one here. It's too stressful. I just can't deal with it. Uh, anyway, that's enough about that. Uh, what else is good about the Olympics so far? The men's basketball team, I mean, they lost to France. That's not good. You know, our our teams are not doing as well as they usually do like the women's soccer lost their first game you know the women's softball they did well but they lost the gold medal match we expected them to win men's basketball isn't doing well women's basketball isn't doing well so we're not i think we're just not having as good an olympics as we usually have men's volleyball is doing really good how long have the Olympics been going on for? A week? One week? Uh, yeah, just about a full week. So they... how is it that we're getting already medal games in softball? Like, oh, are there only like four teams? Five. There's five teams. 
You play four games, top two teams playing the gold medal match, three and four playing the in the bronze match. That's it. It's over. Damn. Okay. And you know how soft like you know that. how softball is. Those chicks can those chicks can play every day, right? They don't need they don't need rest days or anything. Yeah. Um baseball started today with the Dominican Republic and Japan. So yeah, it goes pretty quick. It, for the for the team sports, the Olympics is kind of not really conducive to a good tournament, right? For soccer, it's not good because they right. make them play like every two days. And even at the World Cup, they play like every four days. Basketball, it's okay. They're used to playing, you know, back-to-backs and things like that. Um, they've got rugby in, in the Olympics this year. You can't play back-to-back days or every other day in rugby. I mean, that's crazy. So they have very few teams, and you play a very small round robin and then a gold medal match and a bronze match, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the U.S. men's team, uh, basketball team, I mean, to be fair, those guys over, you know, overseas, I mean, they play together. A lot. You know, a lot, right? I mean, here you just – you just – putting guys together and yeah but a lot of those european guys also play in the nba right so right so then like spain don't the the gasol brothers play here i don't know like it just it just feels like with the nba with, with basketball it feels like most countries still care about the olympics and we've gotten to the point where we just we don't you know, like, yeah, we cared when it was college kids because it was competitive, right? And then we cared when it was a dream team because we enjoyed beating teams by 70. Um, but then the big names started bowing out, and they're like, eh, never mind. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's a, it's a weird, you know, with COVID and everything last year, right? And obviously still going on, but obviously, you know, like, Last year being the, you know, uh, what seems to be the worst of it. I, I don't know, but, you know, maybe that threw a monkey wrench into everything getting pushed back, right? Basketball season getting pushed back and athletes not getting the, the right training in. Yeah. Kind of playing catch up, maybe. I mean, that could certainly be an issue. Hey, Hey, I got breaking news for you. The Nationals game at Philadelphia today has been postponed due to COVID issues. Dum dum dum. I've seen that. <clears throat> that's just popped. That's up. that's the Nationals' second outbreak. Yeah. Hey, have you been following the NFL and and their COVID protocols and whatnot? Yeah, somewhat. Uh... That's that's more interesting stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean that's insane. So the teams have to be what 80% vaccinated in 80 order or to 85, yeah. Or 85, yeah. I mean, yeah, some players obviously have an issue with it, right? Well, the thing the thing that's weird is right, so <clears throat> they're Obviously, the NFL doesn't want games canceled, right? That that's their big problem. They don't want they don't want to have to cancel games. It, it makes it from a scheduling perspective, it's a nightmare, and it's just kind of a bit of a black eye, right? So they really don't want games canceled. So they want everyone vaccinated. They just they don't care, and they're 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 doing stuff that is kind of putting pressure on the players that don't want to get vaccinated or don't believe they need to be vaccinated or whatever, right? The players that are not vaccinated. Um, and they're trying to create pressure even internally, right? Like one of the things that, I, that caught my eye was if they have to cancel a game and it cannot be rescheduled, both teams don't get paid. And they're like, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense, right? Because if one team followed all the protocols and had no cases and the other team 
you know, didn't follow protocol or whatever and ended up with a bunch of cases and they're canceling because of this team, they're going to give that team the forfeit. They're going to get the loss, but neither team gets paid. And it's like, well, that's unfair to the team that's done everything they're supposed to do. So it's right. really, it's really kind of bizarre. It's they're the first league I think that has put down some really harsh um, protocols and and penalties for possible cancellation of games because MLB has done nothing in that regard, right? Yeah. And um, I don't think the NBA has, and I don't think the NHL has either. So it's kind of interesting that they're taking such a hard stance on it. I wonder if that's why they went to 18 games, just in case they have a funny week where a bunch of teams are are somehow affected. You know, hit with COVID. Yeah, and they just shut it down for a week. And well, they're like, well, we have, you know, we don't really lose. We still play all 16 or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's well, but it doesn't matter because with the new system, one team's going to get a win and another team's going to get a loss every week. Yeah. Right. So whether they play the game or not, if they don't play a game because of COVID, someone's losing and someone's winning, which, quite frankly, I kind of feel like that's the way it should have been from the beginning because, uh, you know, in a tennis match, if you and I are having a tennis match at the U.S. Open, you show up and I don't, you advance to the next round, right? right. And I yeah. get the and I get the loser's paycheck. It happens all the time, right? And in the Super Bowl, there were guys that were injured, couldn't play. It happens. It's just it's no different than an injury, in my opinion. So you know, I, I'm okay with the whole giving teams a forfeit i'm not okay with you holding not paying both teams right like that that seems dumb to me but right makes you kind of wonder or makes me wonder like i wonder if the nfl snuck some lingo in there that you know in this agreement that maybe you know some fine print that maybe got overlooked and maybe the players were expecting something different Here's the thing, right? We've always we've always heard that the NFL Players Association that that is the weakest union of all of the major sports, right? Mm-hmm. And for them, I'm assuming that part of this COVID protocol plan had to be done in conjunction with the Players Association. Like, how weak do you have to be as a Players Association to not say, "Hey, wait a minute, what do you mean both teams don't get paid?" Right? Like, no, it that's that's it's dumb i mean i'm not pro players i'm not pro owners i kind of sit in the middle when it comes to this stuff and even to me that seems completely out of whack yeah yeah that's yeah it makes you wonder why why they would have agreed to that right yeah yeah it really does and i don't know we'll, we'll see it's um it's getting very interesting Players are really speaking out about not being given all the information as to what they can and can't do. And I mean, they are going to, I'll tell you what's going to, what's where where it's going to go wrong. The first time a team has to forfeit, keep an eye out for that team because that team will go in the tank because it'll be the, like right now, all the players are together. Even, even if they're vaccinated, not vaccinated, they don't care. They're a team. The first time they have to forfeit a game because of an unvaccinated player, that's where they'll split, you know, where the vaccinated players will be like, well, what the fuck? What are you doing? You know? It gets really interesting. All I know in the NFL is whoever whoever you think is going to win the Super Bowl is probably not going to win it. It's going to be some fucking – Gonna be the Jaguars and the fucking Cardinals in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it could it could get really weird, right? I mean, with with these yeah, absolutely. It could get really weird. Yeah. So what else? 
uh, sticking with the NFL, we can talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what, what, you don't like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm, I am. I am tired of hearing this guy whine. I mean, I just every single guy, every single time I hear a professional athlete tell me it's not about the money, it's about the money. And Aaron Rodgers in April during the draft said, I'm never playing for the Packers again. And it has nothing to do with the money. And here we are today. He's going to play for the Packers and he's going to play for a lot more money. So don't you think, don't you think he could get, he he could still get paid anywhere else? Like if he chose to retire and come back next year, he could probably get paid the same amount, if not more next season. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, but so yet, I don't. I don't. But yet, but I don't yet, really. But yet, he signed another deal with the Packers for more money. Well, no, he was still in the contract. Yeah, they gave him an extension. Still... They re- no, not recently. Yeah, last week. Last no. week they, they reworked his deal. I'm almost positive. I don't know, but I think with I think with Rodgers, I mean I I think it's great that he laid it all out on the tape. I mean he I think he was really genuine on how he felt uh, regarding all this, and I mean I mean I, I think it, it comes down to one thing: he just wanted some input, not exactly the final say, but he wanted some input in personnel decisions mm-hmm. which which i believe most of the you know top tier quarterbacks tom brady big ben uh you know drew Brees, they, they all have some kind of say they don't have the final say but they have some kind of input on who they would like to you know bring in keep cut not cut all that stuff and i think i think that's really and i and i think and if you look back, like you, it, this has been going on with with the Packers and and Aaron Rodgers, like it's it's been out there before. So I don't know, I I really don't think it's about the money with him because and in and and in most cases I don't think it's about the money for the athletes or some cases maybe, but because they could they they can always get paid. Well, here, yeah. here, here, here's a case where I don't think it's about the money, right? Deshaun Watson wanted some more input, right? He he wanted to be in on the decision on who the next coach was going to be or GM and some personnel decisions. And when that didn't happen, he said, I want out of Houston, right? And yeah. demanded a trade. And so then the trade offers came in. None of them were good or whatever. And here we are many, many months later, right? And then on top of that, he came up, they came up with these 22 uh, rape cases or, 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 you know, sexual harassment cases, whatever they are, right? All of this stuff has happened. And here we are months later. Deshaun Watson opened his mouth earlier than Rodgers did in this last salvo. Here we are all these months later. And Deshaun Watson still wants to trade, and they have not reworked his deal and given him more money. So, to me, Deshaun Watson really wants—he really wants that that type of input. Aaron Rodgers, three months ago, came out and said, "I'm not playing for the Packers ever again because I don't get input." And now here we are. Apparently, there were some talks in May and June. Nothing changed. They extended his contract, and he's back. So how can you tell me it's not about the money? It's about the money. Because he didn't want to go, he didn't want to go into the 21 season on the last year of his deal or the last two years of his deal, whatever. He thought it was a lame duck status. And it's like, okay, well, the, if that's what you want, say that's what you want. I don't have a problem with players voicing their concerns or airing what they want. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with you lying to me and saying it's not about the money. 
and I'm never playing for the Packers again. And then three months later, when they give you more money, you're in camp playing for the Packers again. And nothing else has changed. Did he all of a sudden realize that the Packers is a great organization and, you know, I I want to be a legend at Lambeau? I, I don't – it just – I don't think he believes that after today. <laughs> it's just, There's no way he believes that. I just I, – I, I can't I can't deal with the crying. It, it just – it drives me insane with that guy. He is an incredible football player. But Jesus Christ. Stop complaining. You complained about the coach. You got him run out of town. Now you complain about personnel decisions and, and tell me it's not about money. And then three months later, nothing has changed about personnel decisions. You got more money and you're staying. It just, just stop. Stop complaining. It feels unreal. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, look, I, th- he's, I think he's earned the right to, uh, to complain. I mean, they all complain. All the quarterbacks complain. Brady, Big Ben, they all complain in one form or another way. I mean, they all do it differently, but right. I mean, I mean, look. To be fair, the, the Packers have given him crap to work with <laughs> these past few years. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, look, I, 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 I get it. I, I, I get it that he wants some input and he wants better players around him. He's coming towards the end of his career. Obviously he wants to make a run at another Super Bowl and whatnot. I get all of that. I just, just, if you're going to air stuff out, air the truth. And if that really, I, well, I think he, if that really, but I think he did that today. Yeah. But then what did it, but then what did we, why did we get all that shit in April? Like, see, that's my that's my problem. But I mean, does it matter when it comes out? Like, it came out. I mean, he, he spoke keep, up today. Keep that same energy, right? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is still pissed that he doesn't get any input. Deshaun Watson still wants to, to be traded from Houston. So, so when I hear that- when I hear Deshaun Watson complain, I go, okay, I get it. That's how he feels because. It's the same. He's saying the same shit he said back in January and February. And here we are seven months later. It's the same story. Okay. I get it. And that's, and you're right. He has a right to say that and he should express it. I have no problem with that, but don't lie to me. I'm not, you know, don't lie to me and say, it's not about the money and sign an extension and stay. Do you think that Sean Watson is a, is an asshole? Do you think he's a dick? Uh, I think probably not. Most people would probably say no. Most people would say no. I mean, most people stuff, would say no. Stuff with all right? these, the, the stuff, the sexual harassment with all these women makes me think hmm, maybe <laughs> that's a lot of massage. Do you think Aaron Rodgers? Do you think Aaron Rodgers is, is a dick? I don't. Know. Yes, most people would say yes. I don't know that I think he's a dick as much as I think he's just a, he's just, it's just too much whining. I, I view him more as a whiny bitch at this point. Yeah. See, I, I think he's a dick to be honest with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think, you know, also like just looking at his background with his family and stuff like that. I think he was just born like that. <laughs> So I think there's a little bit of pettiness. No, seriously, I think there's a little bit of pettiness when he comes, when, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, you know, kind of butting heads, right? There's a little bit of pettiness there. So I think this is a way of of him saying, well, I showed up, you're going to have to pay me, and now I'm going to air it all out. While you pay me, I'm going to air out the dirty laundry and, you know, speak the truth while you're paying me. Yeah, but it was you know what same, I'm saying? But but it was the same thing he said in April. He hasn't said anything different now. Yeah, well, but I eh, I don't know. I don't know. Too don't much know, whiny. Man. Too much whiny. You're a football player for fuck's sake. Be a man. Yeah. Quit crying. You know, we've gone from the positive sports podcast to the whiny bitch podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 
Who's the Thanks, whiny, Rogers. Who's the whiny, whiny person of the day? <laughs> yeah, he Thanks reworked, to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers reworked his deal three days ago. Three days ago? Mm-hmm. Really? You must have been asleep. Probably. <laughs> I just woke up. Uh, what else in the NFL? <clears throat> I tell you what, next week we're going to have a lot to talk about because we're going to have to shake out how all these trades go on in the MLB. The trade deadline's on Friday and everyone's making moves. There's a lot of shaking and baking going on. The Astros are winners so far. Talk about bullpen. They've they've made two two trades for that bullpen. I, I really like them getting the guy from Seattle, Graveman. And you know who else they're getting back? Bregman, like Bregman's due to come back soon. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, and their offense does not need a boost. I mean, they're offensively, they're doing great. No, Look, right. The very, the very clear problem or the very clear low point for the Astros is that bullpen and getting Graveman is great. That guy was doing well in the bullpen uh, for Seattle. Uh, they picked up another person today. Uh, so they're they're addressing their issue and as well they should, right? They're a win right now club. I mean, they, you know, they've got one of the top oh, yeah. four or five records in the league. You know, the American League is not a cakewalk. You know, you you got to do something. So I think they're doing. I think they're doing fantastic. Um, you know, yeah, I agree with you. For now, as of right now, big winners, the biggest winner. Yeah. All right, right now, but. But it's the 28th. We still have two more full days of trades coming That's right. our way. So uh, we'll see how that all shakes out. Uh, I can't wait to see it. I don't know what uh, my beloved Mets are going to do, uh, but they better do something. They're in on everybody, according to reports. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, you know, I'll, I tell you what, I will be real curious where some big names go, right? Like, there's talk about Scherzer going somewhere, although I don't know that I want his COVID ass now. Um, uh, Chris Bryant is another one that everyone's talking about. I'll be real curious to see where those guys go. Well, the whole half the Cubs team, right? You got Rizzo, Baez, Kimbrell. Yeah. Bryant's the biggest name for some reason. I don't think. I don't think Rizzo and Baez are going anywhere. I think people are talking, but I don't think they're going to go. Who knows? I don't know. You figure with those three pieces, right? Rizzo, Brian, and Baez, like you tried to keep him and maybe build something. I mean, yeah. Well, not and, that far and, off. And I think they're willing to let go of Bryant because he has some history with injuries. Yeah. But I do think they're going to keep Baez and Rizzo because I think that they feel like that's the cornerstone of their their lineup. Right. Speaking of Baez, yeah. did you uh, what did you think about the the face off with Amir Garrett? Oh, I think that was pretty cool. <laughs> I loved it. Was that fun or what? Yeah, man, it, it, those two teams hate each other, man. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm more surprised that Garrett not. Kind of, I feel like he took the high road. <laughs> he knows he got beat, but I mean, yeah. He even like tapped his glove, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. what the heck. Look, I think stuff like that, and for people that don't know, Amir Garrett has been kind of jawing back and forth with the Cubs for a couple of years now, and uh, five five game the other night. Baez comes up to bat with the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth. And first pitch, Garrett throws him a fastball high out of the zone, actually. And Baez still got a whole lot of barrel on it and hit it to deep center. It didn't go out, but hit it to deep center. And obviously the Cubs ended up winning 6-5. But, I mean, Baez and and Garrett were talking trash to each other before the at-bat even started. Um, Yeah. And and look, if – Garrett or the Reds, especially if they don't turn around and hit Baez, then I am all for this. I think this is great, right? All right. Two guys, supreme confidence in what they do, 
mano a mano challenging each other, right? Baez is going up there trying to get something for his team. And Garrett, look, Garrett didn't mess around. Garrett pumped a 98-mile-an-hour fastball in there, threw it as hard as he could, and said, go ahead, see what you can do with it, kid. And, yeah. and Baez chased it and did it, right? So, and, and, and then Baez jawed with him as he was walking up the first base, and Amir Garrett jawed back as he was walking off the field. There's no need to hit anybody. There's no need. It, there's no need for retaliation. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. Right. At the end of the day, and this is what I've said. All competition. Along, yeah, it's a competition, right? Of course, we're going to get heated. We care, right? So yeah, we're going to talk a little trash and we're going to get pumped up. And this is what I've always said. The beauty of baseball is every. It's a team game, but every single pitch is a one-on-one battle. It's a conflict, right? It's a conflict. You have one guy throwing a ball, trying to make sure you can't hit it effectively. He doesn't want you to hit it out of the park. He wants you to hit it softly to his second baseman so he can throw you out, right? Or he wants you to just miss. That's what he wants to do. And this guy at the plate wants to hit the ball so hard that he facilitates his team making it around those four bases. And that's the con it's a conflict. It's a chess match. And, right. and, and there you are. Right. And that is the beauty of baseball. It's a team game, but it is defined by, you know, over 200 conflicts in every single game. And that's why I love yeah. it. Right. Because that's what it is. There's 250 conflicts in one game by two teams, but it's those little conflicts that make up this greater game. And, and that the other night between Javi Baez and Amir Garrett, right? The conflict was the highest stakes and it was the most boisterous and it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. It was. Look, I don't like the Reds. I don't like the, the Cubs. I do like Javi Baez. I think he's pretty good, but, Look, if Amir Garrett had thrown three pitches right by him and won the conflict, I would have said great. I would have thought that was great too. You know, like I just I that's what I truly, truly enjoy about baseball. It was so much fun to watch. I hope no one gets beamed. I hope we just go on and have more of these challenges. Yeah. And you know, uh, Javi Baez was was I think he was gonna pinch hit last night too. <laughs> he was getting ready, but I think I guess. They made the third out and the game was over because Amir Garrett was was pitching. <laughs> oh God, that would have been, been interesting to see that again. But I think yeah. they played two more times. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's great. It, that's that's the to me that is the true, the true true beauty of baseball is that that conflict. Maybe um, Javi Baez gets traded to the Mets, and and the Mets play Cincinnati next week. <laughs> perfect. That would be something. Wouldn't that be perfect? Hey, I'm going to um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some quick analysis here as we as we talk. All right. Okay. All right. And I I uh-huh. have this I have this little quick analysis tool that I do right about this time of year, about a hundred games in, that tells mm-hmm. me who's gonna move one way or the other. Right. So who's doing right. well? Who's gonna fade? And who's doing poorly, but will likely pick up towards the end. So I'm doing my quick analysis. And as I look, the Yankees are 52 and 47. They look like they're going to fade. They are currently right. they are currently on pace to win 85 games. I don't think they get there. Uh, the Cleveland Indians hmm. are 50 and four. Write these down because at the end of the year, we're going to see if I'm right. The Cleveland Indians are 50 and 49, one game over 500. The Cleveland Indians will not win 81 games, they will fade. Uh, What else? What else? The Seattle Mariners, 55 and 47, they will fade. They are currently on pace to win 87 games. They will not. All right. 
Well, in, yeah, they just traded away their best reliever to a freaking in the division. <laughs> well, that's that's part of the reason why I'm saying that. But there's but there's another analytical tool that that I'm looking at. Um, here's another one. The Braves are 50 and 51 right now, on pace to win 80 games. The Braves will win more than 80 games. Uh, they'll 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 finish above 500, and I would guess considerably above 500. Um, the Marlins are 44 and 57. They're on pace for 71 wins. They will go over 71 wins. Uh, let's see what else. I need them to win like 80. I need them to win like 82 ball games. Yeah, no, not going to happen. Well, they might, they're going to get up there, but not, not quite that high. Uh, another, a couple more fades the reds and the cardinals the reds are 52 and 49 the cardinals are 51 and 51 the cardinals will definitely fade the reds mm, maybe maybe not but i think they're likely to fade and that's it so jot those down and uh and i hope you jotted down what they're on pace for I did not, but uh, I remember the teams. Okay, good. Remember the teams. I'll go back and jot them down myself as well. But there you go. There's a little insight for you. Somebody from the West is going to fade? The NL West? Yeah. No, the NL West is pretty much the way it's going to be. No, that's going to be the way it's going to be. I mean (sighs) – Let's see. The Giants are on pace. The Giants are on pace to win 102 games. I don't think they're going to win that, but I don't think they're going to fade either. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they're going to end up with like 85. They may win 98. I mean, look at this 63 and 37, right? So in order to get to 95 wins, they've got to go 32 and 30 the rest of the way. That's, that's, I mean, that's feasible. Totally feasible. 516 baseball when they've been playing 630 baseball. I mean, I guess you could call that a fade, but I, to me, it's not. I mean, that's still a lot of wins, you know, and they're still going to be fighting at the top of that division. What about the Blue Jays? The Blue Jays are 50 and 47. 50 and 47. Um, yeah, I think they're right around there, 85, 88, 85, 87 wins. Right? Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that team gets much better unless they do something dramatic here at the trade deadline, but they just don't they, they're not that kind of team. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Oh. My analytics say Look out for the Angels, but not in a good way. But they've got Otani, so I don't think they're going to fade. They do have Otani. I mean, they've got the best player in baseball, so. I don't know about all that. Absolutely the best player in baseball. Who's better? DeGrom. Only plays once every five days. Damn, the Padres are getting shut out ten to nothing to the A's. Jeez. Did you did you see the Tigers Indians game? I I was I was tracking it. A low they finished what football game? Seventeen <laughs> fourteen. Jeez. Yeah. All right, bro. You got anything else? That's it, man. Let's wrap it up. Sounds good. As always, folks, if you want to share your thoughts with us, you can email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of Alex, how do they do that, Alex? Follow the Gaucho on Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. And if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Twitter as well, at emontana 21 And with that, we've come to the end of another wonderful episode of the Positive Sports Podcast. Check us out on Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, whatever podcast platform you choose. Hit the subscribe 
button so that you don't miss an episode. Hit the like button. Make your comments. Share your thoughts with us. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, most buddy. importantly, folks, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.